0: Welcome back to this week's episode. You are in for a treat. So you get to listen to the audio, if you missed it, of last month's teaching that I got the opportunity and privilege to teach at my home church here in New Caney, Texas at the Little Country Church, New Caney. Uh, If you want more information on our church, you can go to holywild.net and you can check out all of the life groups that we have and some sermons from our pastor directly and anything that you may need as far as tips, tools to help you uh, get started with your relationship with Christ. Uh, But I am so excited to share this with you. For those of you who were there and supported me that night, I truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, And as always, you guys be blessed and stay focused. Mm -hmm that he's talking about, and I'll print you a coffee for free. Uh, it's so good to be here tonight. This is such a huge opportunity that um, Pastor has given me. So um, it's been an amazing ride the last 11 years, um, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that because some of you know my story, some of you don't, um, and it's just going to really tie into my message, and um, I always, and I do do a podcast, uh, it's Unleashed Space. so if you have Spotify, you can check it out. So... This is where I always open up and I tell the ones who follow me, if you're my doodlers, get your journals out, start writing notes, because notes are so important. It's notes that you write down because something triggers, something is sticking out to you. There's a reason you're writing it down. And a lot of times, too, God is funny, and he will give you things when you're driving. Uh, maybe you're driving a school bus. Uh, Jimmy, she does pull over and write it down. She's not driving. Right. Um Or maybe you're in a tree and God gives you a word and you have to jot it down. And that's just amazing things that he does for us just to remind us that he is always with us. And I'm grateful for that. Um, So just a little bit about me and my story is I didn't grow up in church. Um, I didn't grow up in a home that um, we went to church. I got the summer kind of Jesus. The Jesus when you go to the grandparents, you go to church. and, And that's what I always tell our students and my daughter, like, you have the upper vantage where you're at in life. You have people who are surrounding you, who are pouring into you, who are trying to shine God's light on you now. And if you can grasp that now, when you become an adult, it's going to be so much easier for you to hold on to that. And I wish I would have had that growing up, but if I would have, I don't think I would have been where I'm at right now. I don't think that I've been able to reach people that I can reach. And um, obviously uh, Jaden is young. We look like sisters. Uh, so I did have her at an early age. I was still in high school. Um, my dad made me finish school. I had to get, uh, he's like, you know, this was just something that you did. You have to take responsibility. And that's just the kind of dad that I had. And he was like, you have to take responsibility for whatever actions um, that you do. And so he made me go to community college and um, I got a certification, got a job, did all these things to take care of the child. And being a teenage mom that was not easy. It was tough. And I didn't know Christ then. And, um, that's when my story really started. It started to struggle. Um, I started trying to find my worth and who I was through men. And, um, looking back on that, I'm not proud of it, but again, it's part of my story. It's where I'm at now. And I can stand up here and I can talk about it and I can be transparent because That's what we're supposed to be as believers is transparent so that we can reach the unreachable. And so that's just been my whole goal and everything that I do and everything that I put my heart in. And Joseph tells our students that, that we are real to you because we're real people, you know, we struggle, we, you know, we have heartache and sharing that. I think it, it's, (laughs) sorry, she has a sign that says, just breathe. She knows me. That's so funny. Uh, but it's all a part of our story and I'm so grateful for it. Um, 2011 is when I did start here, um, but I didn't get rooted. I didn't, you know, I didn't serve. I didn't plug in. I didn't do all the things that I'm doing now. And I think that's where the disconnect started. Um, my dad suddenly passed away in 2012. He died of a heart attack. So it was sudden, um, that's when I kind of said, I put God on the back burner. But that whole time that I had him on the back burner. He never put me on the back burner. And I'm so grateful for that because even though I pushed him and put him on a shelf and I ran away from him because I'm like, why did you take this person from me? Why did you do these things? Well, one, we're not supposed to ask why. I know that now. There's a purpose for it, there's a reason. And that is where like my struggle with alcohol. I try and you know, putting my wholeness in other people, things like that. And then God is funny and he brought me Jerome. And there was a time that, and I was going to church in and out, but I wasn't faithful. I wasn't faithful to God. I wasn't faithful to this house. And I struggled with that. And one day, in the midst of my addiction of alcohol and all of this, he's like, it's either that or it's me and Jaden. And as you know, he's raised Jaden since she was four. So him to come in and give me that ultimatum, like, well, she's my kid, but you're going to take her with you? Like, that's how serious it was. But that showed me right there in that moment what kind of man he was, what kind of man God brought to me. Yes, he took my dad, who was somebody that, you know, guided me in life and did all these things. But here, he replaced it. He gave me someone else. And he did that with my family, too. When I gave my life to Christ, because of all the things that I did, and my family were like, oh, you're a holy ruler. You're just doing this because. You know, you want the attention. You want people to see you. In reality, God transformed me. He changed me. The old me had died, and I was so excited. Um, And then that's when I got connected. I got rooted in this house. Um, We started serving in children's ministry. We did that for, I don't know, four years. We started the barefoot ministry. That's why I'm barefooted, because... That's just my thing. That's what my, I'm sure there's cubs out there right now who have no shoes on. So, parents, I'm sorry for that. Uh, so, I did that about four years, and then God just kept tugging on me, tugging on me. Um, I started doing these little tidbits on Facebook and sharing my heart, and sharing whatever God wants me um, to share. And uh, Joseph asked me to speak to the youth. Um, I was like, Well, there's sharks. I'm pretty scared. I don't know what you want me to say but it was just telling them my story, telling them my struggles. And here I am three and a half years later. And um, all of, I'm so proud of each one of these students, but I see me in so many of my girls, but it's because of the struggles I went through. It's because of the circumstances, because I didn't have the great home life, I'm able to connect with some students, you know, because of my relationship struggles and the addictions and things like that, I can connect to certain people, but God is so good. And he bumped up a step further. He gave me an opportunity to lead the women's ministry here. And whenever he did that, it was just like, just, ah, oh, there's no words for it. And it was just like the spiritual promotion that I just been needing, that I needed a new fire started. I needed God to just, you know, open up another door for me. And he did, and I can look around this room and I can see all of my ladies in here. Not just because I'm here, but because of the things that they've learned and since and the things that they've applied to their life. And I can see it go into their families. And it's and it's so incredible. And I just thank God for that. And that's kind of how this message came about is just my story and how I got rooted in this house and how the importance of getting rooted in Christ is. Um, I don't know if y'all remember back in August, uh, Pastor Jody Andrews was here. Um, he preached midweek in Crosby and then he preached here while well, I missed Crosby. Uh, and then I was able to connect with him here, but the night that he came, he had a message prepared, he did all these things, but God had a different plan. There was a guest drummer here that night. I don't know if y'all remember. And, um, you know, Jody got up here and he was just so in the presence of the Lord was just all over him and he had the drummer get back and then immediately he started prophesying. And speaking God's word into these people. God, I think he might have spoke to you that night in particular. And it was just amazing how just, I was like, man, I want to do that. I want I want to be able to do that. But I had no idea that I would be here almost a year later. But that's just how good God is. But that particular night, he was speaking over these people. And he said some things that really stuck out to me. And I had to jot them down. And I wanted to share them with you. Because God was tugging on my heart to quit my job, and to do full-time ministry. Well, I didn't want to entertain that. I didn't want to quit my job. I loved my job. Um, I didn't want to, it was that fear that kind of held me back. I didn't want to put all my the finances onto my husband because we've done everything as a, as a team up until now. I didn't want to stop going to Hobby Lobby. That has been the, the hardest thing <laughs> Not going to Hobby Lobby has been the hardest thing. I went today to just look around, and I was like, "God is so good! My God is so good!" <laughs> uh, but I didn't want to put that burden on my husband because we're a team. We do things together. Everything in life we do together, and it is because of this house. It's because we've gotten rooted in Christ. Even though, I, and then I, of course, I had to be sit there and do that back and forth with God. I'm like being a stay at home dog mom in my jammies. You know, hanging out with Jesus all the time would be really cool, but I I like Hobby Lobby. I love coffee. I love all these things. But Jody that night was just a vessel of God's word. Um, He was a vessel for me. I know he was a vessel for so many. And there were so many things that he said that night, and I just wanted to just share them again with you. Um, The first thing that he said over someone was, God is always working behind the scenes before we show up. That means that he has already placed his hand and moved things about in our life before we can ever even think about it. And now remember, this is the same night that I'm struggling, you know, okay, you want me to do ministry, but I love all these things. Like, I need you to give me a sign. I need you to let me know that it's you speaking to me and not me, you know, saying like, okay, okay, I'm just do this. The second thing he said, uh, one of the things he said was, he works on us from the inside out. Well, I know that. He transforms us from the inside out. He changes our heart. He restores our mind. He does all these things so that we can go out there in this world and put His words into action. Um, another thing He said is, "Do not discard your capacity to lead." That was the biggest thing that I've struggled with going into ministry. Was um, I didn't grow up at church, you know? Um, I I don't know the whole Bible front to back, you know. There's I didn't go to Bible college. I didn't. All these things, I was allowing the enemy to, uh, you know, take my thoughts captive. And in scripture, it says, don't don't let the enemy do that. No? Give every thought to God and let, you know, take it captive. And I was thinking about that. And so the, another thing he said is, God is calling people to a greater service. Just stop, just listen, turn and trust him. It's so easy to say. But then fear happens and you start thinking about the, the what ifs and how am I going to, you know, if I quit my job and I have to put this all on my husband, like, you know, we're not going to be able to do all these things. I'm never going to see the beach again. Like, there's all these things that I was thinking about. But in that moment, I mean, you know, when God is just speaking to you, you know that the presence is all over you. And the the last thing that he said is there is never an encounter without a purpose. And whenever he said that, I was like, "Whoa, oh. like, I get it. I get it. I encountered Pastor Jody that night because there was a purpose behind it. And so many times we meet people and we interact with people and we don't know why that God put them in our path. We don't know why God's connected us with them. Like, And, it never, and we would never connect with them any other time, but God's hand was upon it. He was there before we got there. And so I felt that that night was the night that God gave me the answer I had been looking for. I feel that that night, he, there was so many of us looking for answers, and and Jody was, you know, just being that confirmation that God's been telling us, and so I remember sitting in that chair, crying, y'all know I'm a crier, I cry all the time, because I have cried already, uh, and I just remember crying, and just like, not the normal cry, that weeping cry, like my soul was just getting cleansed in that moment, and I remember a pastor at the end came up and prayed, and he said, if anybody in here is looking for a job or a better job, stand up. Well, I didn't stand up. God stood me up, and I remember crying in that moment. And I remember telling him, like, I'm ready to do what you want me to do. Yes, working for Jesus. It, I don't get a paycheck, but it's okay. I know that God is going to provide. And it's it's not a job. It's a privilege that I get to do this. It's an honor that I'm even standing up here today. But it all started from my story. It all started from being rooted in this house, and that's the, the 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 main title of my message. And so after that, I prayed on it. I said, "All right, God, now I need you to give me some confidence to talk to my husband about this. I need you to give me the words and be like, um, so like, you know, I'm gonna need an allowance now. This is this is not happening no more. I'm not getting a steady paycheck." And I remember one night I was just like, "I'm gonna talk to you," and he was like, "Uh oh. And he was like, what did Jaden do? And I was like, she didn't do anything. This is me. And so uh, I said, God is telling me to quit my job. And if y'all know Jerome, when y'all tell him something or ask him something, he's like, why? Why? Why did that This moment, he didn't say why. He said, what took you so long? And I knew, again, God was, he's so funny. But I knew, like, in that moment, looking in the eyes of my husband, that it was going to be okay that God was in full control. And that night, whenever he said that, I gave him all our finances and everything over to the Lord. And God has provided more ways. There have been gift cards in the mail. As I mean, what we say on Sundays is true. Like, there have been things that people have given us love offerings just because I've found money in Walmart parking lot. I mean, but we've always had that mindset of, in my joy, if it was yours i'm sorry i'll I'll give you lunch okay i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) but then but that's something that started in our walk together and when we got rooted is we always believe paying it forward we always believed if we go to lunch with somebody and god puts it on our heart we just want to pay for your lunch it's not to boast of anything else it's just an appreciation like god's blessing us so we want to bless other people and that's what i always tell my ladies and um Papa Frank in here actually told me when he was here that blessings are a three-part. You you get blessed, you bless that person, and then you bless the father. And so that has always been my mindset with that. And it's it's so great, and I'm so grateful. But so a few weeks later, Jerome tells me I gotta talk to you, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. I'm like, I know God. And then he tells me that he's gonna quit his job. And I'm like oh. Like taking a deep breath and he's like, God told me to put my job and pursue, you know, the, the business with my dad and tree service and all of this. Well, my G tells me this in the middle of the slow season. So I'm like, okay, okay, God, I, you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. I mean, I remember talking to Jen and just being like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And she's like, yeah, give it to God. Give it to God. And I, I had to bring myself back and trust him again and put my faith in him. And so, God being funny, um, I didn't know what I was going to talk about tonight. And, of course, he had to relate it to trees, which I have no idea. Uh, Mr. Neil was there that day. I have no idea about trees. I don't know if that one out there is rotted. I don't know if it's a pine or if it's a peach tree. Or I, I mean, that's how bad it is. And I'm married to somebody who was in the tree service. But I do know about the importance and do know what it means to be rooted in Christ. And that's what I really want to share with you guys tonight. And we're going to be in Colossians 2 just to start off. And uh, I'm reading out of the NIV, and it's Colossians 2, 6, 7. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. So whenever we decide to give our lives to Christ, That is just the beginning. That's the first step. And that's the easy step for us. It's what comes after that that gets a little bit harder, but it's never hard for our God. We have to keep that mindset. And whenever we decide to give our lives to him and give everything over to him, we have to realize that, um, that the old is gone. Everything in that past, everything that I went through, um, you know, finding my worth in all those men and well, not all those men, I don't want to say it like that, but finding my word and other people, being a teenage mom, the struggles I went through, uh, losing my father, dealing with that addiction, all of that was gone. God restored me, He made me new. You know, His grace and His mercy covered that. I'm so grateful for that. And you have to think about that that whenever we the old dies and the new comes, that we have to be the best version of Christ that we can be. And every day that we wake up, we get a choice to do that. We get a choice to do right from wrong. We get a choice to smile at that person who has just been with us. You know, we, I know some of us in here and a lot of my ladies, we have stressful jobs. You have a choice to be the light where you're at and you have to make that choice, but that's a good choice that we get to have. And it's all because we decided to let the old die and the new rise. And so. Uh, I know some of you have been to my house. You know that I'm like level 52 plant mama now. Um, I know what I'm doing. I'm keeping things alive. My, my kids are like, what? It's funny. I'm just saying. Uh, but I know now I didn't, I couldn't keep any, I killed an aloe vera once. That's how bad I was. But God is so good, uh, that he has restored my green thumb and I am now, a uh, proud owner of lots of plants. My husband says no more plants. I'll take free plants if anybody has me. Uh, but I know the importance of uh, why my plants grow, that they will not grow if the soil is damaged. They will not grow if the roots are damaged. And we have to kind of think of that spiritually, that if, if our if the soil that we're rooted in is not good soil, we have to remove that. We have to remove that negativity from our life. And so, um, so the soil... Uh, so I didn't want to mess this up because I'm married to somebody who does trees. The soil is what gives the plants and the trees their nourishment through the roots. So in our lives, it's kind of like Christ and God's word is a soil that we need to get rooted in. That we are the tree that is planted. And once our roots get established and they start to grow, we must do things in order to maintain and strengthen them. And that's exactly the thing that we have to make sure is right. So at the right place and at the right time when God puts us somewhere that we're able to bear good fruit. Um, and in John 15:4 it says, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And so Jesus says here that when we're connected to him, it's like being connected to the vine. Fruit cannot... Uh, Cannot produce if it's not connected to the vine. If you remove a grape from the vine, what happens to the grape? shrivels up and dies if you don't need it. What, what's your, you said a raisin? Okay. I don't, I don't. Y'all get, y'all get what I'm saying. But it's kind of like us. You know, we can't come to church on Sundays and Wednesdays and listen to KSVJ and do our thing and worshiping. But then cut somebody off on 59 and and go to work and do all these things and be like, and be the darkness. We can't do all of that, and that's where that disconnect sometimes happens. And that sometimes will cause drought in our life. And that drought is free range for the enemy to come in and take root of your thoughts. And it, it's for the enemy to come in and bring distractions. He'll so bring temptations, and he'll do anything to try to disconnect you from the source. And you have to keep that in mind. And that again goes back to the choices that we get to make each and every day. So maybe wherever you're at with your walk in Christ, maybe you're trying to figure out how to get rooted, how to get reestablished. What you need to do, no matter what, where you're at in your walk, is just make sure that you're saturating your life with God's word. This is a 24-7 kind of situation. This isn't, let me just come on Sundays and Wednesdays and I'll have enough to get me through the rest of the week. That's not how it works. Because if you do that, you're leaving that gap open for the enemy to come over your life and your thoughts and your situations, your finances, and you cannot allow that to happen because God's word is a sword and you have to take it to rebuke the enemy and to take off anything that the enemy is trying to put on. And I just have three points um, that I want to share with you that really helped me get established and get rooted in Christ. And this, wherever you're at with your walk with Christ, we can always be better. And I always feel like that, like we can always be better. And so the first one is to start building a daily re- relationship with the Father. Um, start your day with giving him praise and thanksgiving. Psalms uh, 118.24 says, The Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. So every day we get to wake up, even if you simply say, Lord, thank you for this breath and our breathing." Thank you for this house that I am in. Thank you for, you know, my family. They're healthy. We're alive because there's people right now that are waking up and their family's not, no longer alive. So that's the, those are the joys and life that we have to, to cling to and give him praise and give him thanks. The second thing you can do is you can read his word. Psalms 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light for my path. The Bible is our instruction manual in life. Everything that we go through, every situation, every emotion, it's in this book on how to handle it. And if you can just grasp that, um, and if you ever feel alone, God's word will get you. He's always there. Another thing you can do is pick apart and digest what you read. Second Timothy says, uh, 315 says all scripture is God breathing and it is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and uh, training in righteousness. So what I mean by picking apart and digesting it is you're not just reading it just to read your devotional and get on with your day like a checklist. You're reading it. You're understanding the word. Uh, You may be taking it a step further. If you have a study Bible, sometimes it breaks it down. The good thing is, I tell my teenagers, is the YouVersion Bible app, if you plug it in, it gives you all different kinds of um, translations. So if you don't understand it this way, maybe you can understand it in another version. And that's also a good way to reach out to somebody and be like, hey, I'm just not understanding this. Can you help me out? Um, the last point in this one is apply the word to your daily life. James 1.22 says, do not merely listen to the word so and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. So by applying that word is putting his words into actions. Now you truly are out there loving one another as he loves us. That you're out there feeding whoever you can feed. You may not be able to feed 5,000, but you can feed some people. Then that's a good pain to forward, doing all those things. The second thing that you can do to um, help you get rooted is spend time in prayer with the Father. Um, this is something that I'm always telling my teenagers and my sisters always about. And uh, prayer is just a simple communication with your God. It doesn't have to be big fancy words. You don't have to always quote scripture. He just wants to talk. Sometimes I feel like he puts me on mute because I talk to him so much. And he's like, I'm like, hey God. He's like, Mm-mm. like, no, you're you're too needy. But I know he's listening. And I just, First uh, Thessalonians 5:18 says, Give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In all circumstances, you have to give thanks to him, good or bad. Um, What you can do by that is just by daily prayer, quiet time. Whenever you do that, remove distractions. Turn your phone over. Turn it off because if it buzzes, you're going to want to check it. You know, if it's going to light up, you're going to want to check it. Turn that TV off. Turn your radio off. um, And just spend some time with him. Uh, and you can do that by intimate prayer, and that's removing the distractions. You can talk to him throughout the day. When you pray, um, and when you pray, give good God praises, give him thanks. Approach him with your knees, uh, your needs, But you can always say that whenever I'm feeling vulnerable, whenever I'm just all on my emotions, sometimes I don't have the words to say, it, but he knows my heart. He knows what I need to say, and sometimes getting on my knees or or laying on the ground, as crazy as it sounds, that, sometimes you just got to do that. You got to get connected with him. And, and I'm so grateful that he's able to, to read our hearts and he knows our thoughts and all of all of that. The third thing that you can do is um, fellowship with other believers. This was huge for me. This is what really got me rooted. This is what got me connected. This is when uh, I feel like I started getting to where I'm at now. Um, Proverbs 27, 17 Iron sharpens iron as one man sharpens another. Um, that is also our verse for our youth ministry. Uh, I wanted to make sure I didn't get a copyright on that, uh, but it is true. It is important that whenever we pour into one another, whenever we reach out to one another, we're really lifting each other up. And I mean, our ministry, our sisters' ministry, sisters impacting sisters. It's sisters rising up, other sisters lifting up other sisters. There are days that I feel like I can't. Yep. i just the enemy is all in my head. But then I have a sister that sends me a message or, you know, says I'm thinking of you or I'm glad that you're here today. Miss Kirkney messaged me this morning. She wasn't even going to be here, but God provided because he's good. Uh, he who favors the father, the father favors. That's what someone tells me.